Caldwell Madison Review, episode 65, for Wednesday evening, October 11th, 2017, the only podcast in the world with an outdated MS Paint graffiti banner on a podcast platform I'm late on giving up on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. We have quite a few interesting topics for tonight. That lovely song you heard there and for the opening was called There It Is by Kevin McLeod. And you can check out his site in Copatech.com for royalty-free music and graph paper. Uh, Project Veritas has... Uh, quite the story on uh, uh, another undercover story, this this time with the New York Times. And there's some updates for the whole Nevada shooter situation. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, I don't think I talked about in the last episode, but some interesting stuff there. Um, North Korea, accusing the CIA of trying to kill it again. Um, NFL stuff. Um... Trump talking about removing licenses for news networks, or suggesting it on Twitter, rather. You know how that goes. And uh, possibly the Boy Scouts letting in girls. So, interesting things to go over this evening. And I am your host, and if you'd like to email the host for anything... Suggestions or questions, you can email me at adam at caldwellmadison.com. Project Veritas strikes again in a similar fashion to their strike on CNN earlier this year. They released a video on Tuesday, yesterday, and another video today called... Oh, well, this is titled American Pravada, New York Times, and it details on this Nick Dudek character who has the title Audience Strategy Editor for the New York Times, and they have him on camera uh, saying all these things, all these uh, very, I suppose, biased things and even joking about how he's not objective and wouldn't be working for the New York Times if he was, and uh, saying some other things, peculiar things, like that James Comey was his godfather, and uh, later backtracking after whoever whoever he told this to. They didn't they didn't disclose who was recording the video with whoever this person was talked to this Nick Dudix or Dudish Dudic I think it's Dudic uh talk they were talking well she spoke to this guy's parents who denied the whole James Comey thing and, and thought it was weird and he also said some 
negative things about Donald Trump. Uh, well, let's, let's go over the first video here. Let me just see if uh, there are any sound bites I can play. I'm actually just going to play the first 40 or so seconds they, uh, of this video, and you can check out the video for yourself at projectveritas.com. Uh, and, and they, in the beginning of the video, they go over a lot of his quotes here, so I'll just play those right now. Like, my voice is on every, my imprint's on every video we do. And you're going to be helping with the times, right? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I will be objective. Yeah. So I'm there. The one thing that Jim Comey said... Uh, and I'll just add it, this is, these are different scenes that are just put together here. So if it sounds like he's switching topics here, and he, that's what's going on. And I've met him. He's a great guy, actually. How'd you meet Comey? Just like working in the campaign? Yeah. Um, Godfather. No one at the time says I'm going to do that. I had, well, Comey hearing, I probably, there was, I should have recused myself. I should have, but I'm not ever telling anybody there. Yeah. That I have time with that or else. I don't know if they can keep me on. So, uh, and then you can guess the voice, the woman's voice, or you can guess by watching a video at least, uh, the woman's voice is the one who's recording him there. Additional things to add to that is he, he later said, uh, of course, that he was not, or admitted he was not Comey's godson, or, or Comey was not his godfather after she confronted him, after his parents, and he said it, it was just a good story. And he's saying things like um, he would target Trump's businesses. Uh, and, and this is why, I guess his job, he do some management with videos or something like that. Well, he claimed he was able to arrange the videos, give them a priority, which, which videos would show up on top, and, you know, for the New York Times. And I have to make a correction. I think I said American Pravada. It's American Pravda, so Pravda, which I'm guessing they named after this uh, Russian newspaper that, or what is a, a Russian newspaper, I guess it's still around, but it was the um, official newspaper of the Communist Party. So then today they released the second video and I'll play a little bit of the beginning of that because they go they you know they, they play the best quotes from this guy uh, right at the beginning of the video so I'll go ahead and roll that she just did a video about Facebook negatively and I chose to put him in a spot that I knew wouldn't do well. the story keep it hush hush because like let's say something ends up on the YouTube front page like New York Times freaks out about it but they don't know it's just because my friends curate the front page. Nick is probably like one of the... Okay, this person right here talking is somebody else. It's not that Nick. Dudek, it's... um. This is... Let's see, they have her name. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. It's a... Oh, this is a... Ernest Petty, possibly? Brand and diversity curation lead at YouTube. So this is her speaking right now. He's one of the people, I think, who has more knowledge about YouTube as a, as a platform than probably almost anyone else that I know. 
So that's her speaking of the Nick Dudek character. All right, so I'm going to play another quick clip here from the part two where he talks about the New York Times and Facebook. As an editor, I, I'm a gatekeeper, so I can choose what goes out and what doesn't go out. And let's say we wrote something about Facebook negatively. We actually just did a video about Facebook negatively. And I chose to put him in a spot that I knew wouldn't do What was the story about? Dudek is referring to a video released by The Times on September 18th titled, How Facebook is Changing Your Internet. It's a video that is critical of Facebook, its editorial power, and control over information. The question is, whose values are we following? Should we cater to the values of Facebook's algorithm and policies in order to be heard? So I recommend going to Project Veritas or YouTube, and I think you can type in Project Veritas or their official channel. It's called Veritas Visuals or something like that. And watching those two videos, I believe those two videos will be the only two, I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything about a part three, but I could be mistaken. And the New York Times did respond to it. Um, it wasn't on the front page that I saw, but it could have been on the front page yesterday, I suppose. I looked in the morning, and that's when everything was still pretty brand new. Um, but it, they do have a statement dated that day. And it says the Reader Center is a newsroom initiative that is helping the Times build deeper ties with our audience. So I guess this is posted in their Reader Center. And that's what that is. Uh, anyway, it says um, some readers asked us on Tuesday about a video released by Project Veritas, a group led by the right-wing activist James O'Keefe that has mounted what it describes as undercover exposés. The Video claims to show a junior editor, Nick Dudek, discussing his political beliefs and making or mocking the idea of acting as an objective journalist. In the video, it appears that Mr. Dudek, an audience strategy editor who joined the Times this spring, does not know he's being recorded. A Times spokesman, spokeswoman, rather, Danielle Rhodes, ha, released a statement in response to the video in that statement is based on what we've seen in the project veritas video it appears that a recent hire in a junior position violated our ethical standards and misrepresented his role in his role at the times he was responsible for posting already published video on other platforms and was never involved with the creation or editing of times videos we are reviewing the situation now and then it says we will update our readers in the situation when possible. So one of the main points that James O'Keefe made in the videos, if I remember correctly, was just the fact that this guy, this guy made it through, you know, the ranks or whatever. You know, the Times article says he was a recent hire, and they call him a junior or something. But it appears as though uh, he his job is pretty significant there, and I, you know, the point that they're making is. If this person, um, who is this corrupt, uh, if he's working there, I mean, what other what what other things are people doing, and you know, what's their standard for hire? You know, if their main goal is objectivity, 
or to be objective as they would like people to think you don't you think they would vet their employees a little bit harder but i mean that's to say that the new york times is objective is just pretty much silliness anyway you know of course they're gonna try to you're not gonna come right out and say that they're not objective but um so i guess you can just expect that um so on to the next story I didn't get into the Nevada shooting too much. Well, it was a new story. Um, I Last episode, I was kind of doing a live read of the news after a week off and not seeing the news, and that was kind of a shocker. Uh, and since then, I've been, you know, reading up on it, seeing what other people have to say about it. You know, of course, there's the conspiracy theories, but, you know, more stuff doesn't add up. Now... Of course, there's bad conspiracy theories, and there's you know, and there's legitimate questions that have to be answered. This guy apparently had a lot of money. Uh, he to- had well, he had no record, but he had all these weapons, and I think they're all somewhat recent purchases. Lots of ammo, lots of guns. I think totaling in the upwards of of a hundred thousand dollars or more, <clears throat> and carried all these up. So, there's, you know, there's ISIS claiming it, as I mentioned before, and then, um, then there's even speculation that this guy was a, like, some kind of left-wing nut job, trying to shoot up a country concert uh, as symbolism uh, against, you know, American conservatism or Americana, you know, things of that nature. And there's, there's really a lot to go over, um, a lot to look at. One of the more peculiar things that I learned since, or in the last couple of days, was there's a video of a witness saying that there was a woman, a hysterical woman, pushing through the crowd saying that people are going to get shot. Um, there was also a, an anonymous post on 4chan a few days before saying, stay away uh, anywhere in Vegas, any crowded place in Vegas to be safe, but not getting into detail. What else? There was evidence that this shooter, um, was with uh, a woman, uh, and, and possibly a woman that fit the description of the one that was pushing through the crowd. Uh, she, her name is on a receipt. And now there's a story that I just found, uh, on CBS News. Worker warned hotel before Las Vegas shooter opened fire on crowd. So a lot of things, you know, a lot is you know, it calls uh, you know to question well, what is really going on here. And w- with the shooter dead, of course, you can't be ass. And uh, and that even reminds me of another thing too that there, it was stated that, that there was no you know, suicide note or anything like that. But um, I guess it it has come out that there was some type of note there. There's a picture of one uh, and there's something, something that he wrote, I believe that was found. Well, let me look into this article I mentioned a little bit here. 
And not to keep interrupting myself, but I just thought of another thing. There are claims that the timeline has uh, kept changing or the original timeline that the police gave did not make sense. Well, let me get in to this article on CBS News real quick from today. A maintenance worker said Wednesday he told host, uh, hotel dispatchers to call police and report a gunman had opened fire with a rifle inside the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino Hotel before the shooter began firing from his high-rise suite in a crowd at a nearby musical performance. So that's interesting right there. And then the article continues. The revised timeline, which points to another article on CBSNews.com, has, renew has renewed questions about whether better communication might have allowed police to respond more quickly and to take out the gunman before he committed the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. And uh, further down the article, it says, Police said Monday they believe... The gunman shot at hotel security or at the hotel security guard through the door of his suite six minutes before he unleashed a fury of barrage of bullets into the crowd of concert goers, killing 58 people and injuring hundreds more. And I, if I remember correctly, the original story was he started shooting first, and as he got interrupted, then he shot through the door. Article states the company that owns Mandalay Bay questioned the new timeline, saying, quote, we cannot be certain about the most recent timeline. This is a quote from Deborah Deshong, spokeswoman for MGM Resorts International. Quote, we believe what is currently being expressed may not be accurate. This remains an ongoing investigation with a lot of moving parts. So it's a frustrating thing about these stories. Typically, when they get most of the news and most of the news coverage where it's, you know, it's back-to-back -back coverage, that's when the facts are the shakiest. And as the real story comes out, gets exposed, whatever, um, you know, most people kind of already have in their heads what they think happened and, you know, with other stories taking the spotlight, the actual truth of the story typically goes unknown to many, in my opinion. And of course, we got to mention this Harvey Weinstein stuff, or Weinstein. <sighs> um, hopefully, we won't spend too much longer on this, but... <clears throat> More victims coming out. So, uh, ace celebrities or whatever you want to call them. Accusations of other celebrities covering up for Weinstein. Or celebrities such as... Oh, well, some of the criticism is, is celebrities... Many of these celebrities are not coming forward or criticizing him until after he gets fired from uh, Merrimax or whatever. 
or the company co-founded. Now, actors like Ben Affleck and Jimmy Kimmel in their own kind of uh, pervert behavior here, such as Jimmy Kimmel stuffing a, what is it, a zucchini with a rubber band around it, stuffing that in his pants and having women grab it. I didn't see any men grab it in the sketch. This is an older sketch anyway. Having him grab it and guess what it is. And then he even jokes the one to put it, in his, put it in your mouth. Now, of course, I'm not like offended by that myself. You know, I can laugh at some pretty crude things. But the, the character that the, uh, Jimmy Kimmel has become does not go along with that. You know, you just you see how... Sometimes this whole the whole virtual signaling crowd, these people who grandstand and like to shame all these other people, this kind of shows you how they're just like that usually, or they have been at one point, and they change their behavior suddenly and start shaming other people, doing things similar to what they've done, like Ben Affleck, for example. So there's these videos emerging of him. I, you know, I guess these videos that are already around. One in 2003, one at some other time. I'm not going to spend too much time on this article, but him. A couple of videos of him groping women. You know, he's came out late saying all this other stuff. CNN, surprisingly, came out with an article pretty much saying that uh, Barack Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton. They haven't said anything about Weinstein after all these days. <clears throat> Weinstein being a big donor to the Democrat machine. Now, I think they did say something eventually, Hillary Clinton anyway. I don't know if Hillary Clinton, I don't know exactly what her statement was. Let me check on her Twitter real quick. Because if there's any place to condemn somebody, it'd be Twitter, right? Oh, so yeah, she's got a statement. Her statement, her, I, I see it on Twitter. She retweeted somebody else's tweet that has her statement on it. It's a statement from Secretary Clinton on Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. I don't know. What is it? Stein or Stein? I don't, I'm talking to myself here. Uh, it says, quote, I was shocked and appalled by revelations of about Harvey Weinstein. The behavior described by women coming forward cannot be tolerated. Their courage and support of others is critical in helping to stop this kind of behavior. So, yeah, I, all these people that knew about this guy. So that's another thing. There's a lot of um, other, other things surfacing about people joking about how perverted this guy is and all this other stuff. Including a joke by Seth MacFarlane in like the 2013 something whatever awards. Uh, stories of actresses like perhaps I think Angelina Jolie. I know she's one of them but I'm not sure if I'm misquoting her or using a quote from somebody else for hers. Uh, but I thought she said something to the effect of that she warned other people about this Harvey Weinstein. So which begs the question... Uh, why she hasn't come out or why she didn't come out before and uh, all these other actresses some of these actresses are pretty wealthy now 
Uh, there's a good video by Stefan Molyneux that kind of lays this out. I'm saying that they portray heroes in the film, but they are not in real life. If they hold all this power, they're not, you know, they're powerful enough that they cannot be ruined at this point by Harvey Weinstein and it should have came out. And, you know, Stefan asked a question. He didn't, I don't think he provided his own answer. Uh, I know what my answer is. I'm just, I would just guess that the, like if if they knew if they had like a a time machine and they go into time and real and find out if if they made their accusations and uh, they were successful and other people jumped on board and they took this guy down, uh, they would do it. But the reason why they didn't do it is probably because they were scared. Uh, you know they're not they're not brave like their characters in the movies. They're probably scared if they came out and everybody would call them a, a liar and, and all this stu- other stuff and they lose their friends because you know Harvey Weinstein's a holy grail of Hollywood until enough people jumped on board to you know call him a piece of crap or whatever uh, another story is a story on the Daily Beast the failing piece of garbage uh, how NBC killed Ron Farrow's Weinstein Expose. Subheadline Inside and Outside NBC sources are challenging the network's take on the bombshell it missed. NBC did everything it could to delay it, complicate it, and ultimately kill it. So you can see some of the left wing organizations eating each other. Not that they shouldn't, you know, right wing organizations, they should they need to call each other out. So it's good to see that. I always like you know, I always like seeing, you know, left-wing sources take on left-wing donors and the like. And the same thing with right-wing. Right-wing sources take on, you know, other right-wing sources or right-wing donors. <clears throat> Things like that. Uh, the big... Or one of the one of the takeaways here, and one that the, the right-wing sources are pointing out a lot is... The delay in left-wing organizations from covering the story, although New York Times is the uh, originator of the story. So, please give it up for the New York Times there. Uh, let's see, what else? Just I, I got a couple articles up here. I don't know. There's a designer. I don't have her name in front of me right now. Major designer kind of came to his defense, hinting that maybe some of these girls were asking for it. Um, So, you know, speculate that she just made a big mistake and her brand is going to go downhill. Here's an interesting article I just found before starting this show was, I didn't really read it yet, Trump's Trump's Justice Department moves on Harvey Weinstein and orders FBI to open probe over fears he will do a Polanski. And that is a article on the Daily Mail, or not the Daily Mail, it's dailymail.co.uk. And as, as it usually goes with their article, 
they have some bullet points here. FBI has opened up an investigation into Harvey Weinstein for alleged sex crimes. Three women, including actress Asia Argento, Lucia Evans, have come forward to claim their producer forced them forced himself on them sexually. Says the DOJ's order is likely to be seen as or to be seen in a political light giving Weinstein's friendship with President Trump's defeated rival Hillary Clinton. Well, I guess, you know, I I don't think Trump is sad about opening up an investigation, but at the same time still, um, there's people accusing him of crimes and he fled, he just fled the country. (laughs) So uh, that is kind of significant, I would say. Uh, Another bullet point says a 65-year-old, that's Weinstein, said to be planning to depart for Europe. Oh, so this is an older article, I guess. I think he already left. I thought he already left. Says his hasty international departure sparks fears of a Roman Plasky-style situation where he dodges prosecution in the U.S. Um, But there's an article here on the same tabloid. I guess Daily Mail could be a tabloid, given most of their stories are naked women or celebrities wearing things. Uh, Anyway, you're making it worse. Harvey Weinstein at risk of committing suicide, says his daughter, and call to police after heated screaming match between the pair ends with disgraced mogul trying to flee in a stranger's car. Bullet point, Harvey Weinstein tried to flag down passing motorists and flee his daughter Lily's home after the two argued on Wednesday. So I guess he was in LA. LA. Maybe he's still in LA. I could have been wrong about that. Says Weinstein, 65, was expected to be in Europe by this time with the embattled movie mogul saying on Tuesday that he was flying off to rehab to treat his sex addiction. Addiction. However, the disgraced movie executive had a change of plans and instead flew to Arizona on Wednesday afternoon from California's Van Nuys Airport. So there's a video of him. I'm guessing maybe he tried to flag down a motorist. Uh, Since there is a video of him, I'm guessing there's paparazzi. Uh, I'm going to kill that story. For Caldwell Madison Review, anyway, for tonight. I have two articles on North Korea, one titled, North Korea says terrorist CIA tried to assassinate Kim Jong-un with chemical weapon from the Independent. That's coming from their state-run news agency. Their typical narrative, U.S. being the main culprit behind terrorism. That would be terrorism against the North Korean state. And another article, North Korea hackers steal U.S. South Korea war plants. This is on the BBC, so this is pretty interesting. The article says hackers from North Korea are reported to have stolen a large cache of military documents from South Korea, including a plan to assassinate North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un. The compromised documents include wartime contingency plans, drawn up by the U.S. and South Korea. 
The South Korean Defense Ministry has so far refused to comment on the allegation. So, and the the accusation coming from Ri Chol-hee, possibly a South Korean lawmaker. So the information was from the country's defense ministry. Saying the hack took place September last year. In May, South Korea said a large amount of data had been stolen and North Korea may have instigated the cyber attack. Gave no details on what was taken. North Korea denied the claim. And North Korea accused uh, South of fabricating them. On a change of topic here, NFL to discuss national anthem controversy controversy rather next week, Commissioner Roger Goodell says the NFL is slated to discuss the national anthem controversy at an upcoming meeting. The Commissioner Roger Goodell says the league will review a plan that will include. Continued dialogue with his players as well as spotlighting work on core issues. He called the league to unite and move past the dispute. And apparently this discussion is uh, is going to be whether the players must stand during the national anthem. Which Roger Goodell... Said in a copy of a memo obtained by CNBC. So there might be a little bit of caving there. You know, it's all about the ratings. And the ratings have dropped consistently since Kaepernick. And I remember when that was going on, they kind of blamed the the drop in NFL ratings uh, they said the drop was in favor for the all the presidential stuff going on. Obviously, you had two um, seemingly unpopular candidates, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So it, ca- it caused for a lot of ratings. And Well, it turns out that the election is over. Well, while the news on Trump isn't over, or Clinton, uh, the ratings are still down. And in fact, they were continuing to drop. And even dropping this year from the beginning of the season. There's an interesting article on Reuters titled Trump Suggests Challenging TV Network Licenses Over Fake News. And it says uh, President Donald Trump suggested challenging licenses for NBC and other broadcasting news networks on Wednesday, a salvo that followed reports. His own Secretary of State called him a moron after a discussion of the U.S. nuclear arsenal. Or arsenal, not arsenal, like Arsenio Hall. Quote, with all the fake news coming out of NBC and the networks, at what point is it appropriate to challenge their license? Bad for country. Trump, a Republican, wrote in a post in t- on Twitter. Trump, a Republican. Uh, how Trump? Maybe maybe Trump, the the president. Why does why does it say Trump, a Republican? <laughs> Trump, a Republican. Is that what he is? 
Who's Trump? Who's who's Donald Trump? Oh, he's a he's a Republican. All right, okay. Oh, and he's the president of the United States too. He wasn't always a Republican. Just he's a businessman. Became the president of the United States. He's a Republican. Article goes on to say the Federal Communications Commission, an independent federal agency, does not license broadcast networks but issues them to individual broadcast stations that are renewed on a staggered basis for eight-year periods. So, interesting there. Now that broadcast networks are, I guess you could call that somewhat monopolized or very monopolized, depending on strength of language you want to use there. Given, you know, there are only so many channels and, you know, even so, let's see how much UA or VHF is 12 channels and for the longest time there were only three major networks. And of course that's talk, it's not... Is that Trump? You know, this is this is kind of what he does. You know, Trump didn't say he wants to take away their license, but he, he poses a question, just like he did with the whole NFL thing. Wouldn't it be great to see these guys get these sons of bitches off the stage? You know, it's not Trump. He, he, he just, yeah, he poses a question. like, wouldn't it be great? And, you know, he's posing this question. At what time? <laughs> at what time is it appropriate to challenge? So, he's, you know... Guy knows how to make the news, that's for sure. It's been, enter- it's been an entertaining ride. Oh, let's see. Last story, I guess. Boy Scouts. Yeah, so, article on NBC News. Boy Scouts will admit girls allow them to earn Eagle Scout rank. So, yeah, it's official. The, the Boy Scouts officially has cooties now. They let girls into the club. What the heck, Boy Scouts? Um, article by Pete Williams. That's a baseball player? I don't know if there's a Pete Williams baseball player, but there's somebody that with a name that sounds like that. And I... <sighs> well, never mind. I'll, I'll move on here. The Boy Scouts of America announced on Wednesday that girls will soon be allowed to become Cub Scouts and to earn the coveted rank of Eagle Scout, the organization's highest honor. Quote, we believe it is critical to evolve how our programs meet the needs of families interested in positive and lifelong experiences for their children, said Michael Sorbo, chief executive of the Boy Scouts. The scouting board of director voted unanimously to make the historic change in an organization that has been primarily for boys since its founding more than 100 years ago. Starting next year, young girls can join the Cub Scout units known as dens. Local scouting organizations can choose to have dens for girls and dens for boys. Cub Scouts, quote, Cub Scout dens will be Single gender, all boys or all girls, the organization said in a statement. A separate program for older girls will be available in 2019, the Boy Scouts said. 
enabling them to earn the rank of Eagle Scout. So are they going to keep the name Boy Scouts? That's my question. It's kind of weird. Um, article continues. The Boy Scouts said the move, the moves reflect the changing nature of American life, adding to the appeal of a scouting program that can serve the entire family. It says earlier this year, further down in the article, the National Organization for Women urged the Boy Scouts to admit girls to the entire program, supporting the efforts of a New York teenager. Sydney, Ireland, to attain the rank Eagle Scout as her older brother did. Quote, I just want to do what the Boy Scouts do, earn merit badges and earn the Eagle Award, she told NBC News. The Girl Scouts is a great organization, but it's just not the program that I want to be a part of. I think girls should just have the opportunity to be a member of any organization regardless of gender. Speaking of Girl Scouts, they or some people in the Girl Scouts organization are not happy about this. The Girl Scouts of the USA have criticized the initiative, saying it strains the century-old bond between the two organizations. Girl Scout officials have suggested the BSA's move was driven partly by the need to boost revenue, and they continued... Or they contended, rather, there is a fiscal stress in part because of past settlements paid by BSA in sex abuse cases. And this is according to philadelphia.cbslocal.com. In August, the president of the Girl Scouts, Kathy Hoppenka-Hannon, accused the Boy Scouts of seeking to covertly recruit girls into their programs while disparaging the Girl Scouts operations. On Monday, Latino civic leader Charles Garcia, just days after being named to the Girl Scouts National Board, wrote in an opinion piece for the Huffington Post calling the BSA's overture to girls a terrible idea. The Boy Scouts' house is on fire, Garcia wrote, instead of addressing systematic issues of continuing sexual assault financial mismanagement, and deficient programming. The um, BSA's senior management wants to add an accelerant to the house fire by recruiting girls. And then it says, instead of recruiting girls, Garcia said the BSA, the Boy Scouts of America, I should clarify, should focus on attracting more black, Latino, and Asian boys particularly those from low-income households. Why do you always got to turn in the race? Is it hard for different races to get in the Boy Scouts? Was that ever a thing? I mean, maybe. I just never heard of it. I was in Cub Scouts. Pretty sure there were different races in there. Well, my Cub Scout leader was Jewish. Jewish is a diversity, isn't it? Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for Caldwell Madison Review, episode 65. And I want to thank you for tuning in. This might be the only show this week. I still need to figure out what exactly I'm going to do here. The last... 
format was live on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to do once a week shows or or do it twice a week or just do it whenever. I'd probably rather do a more structured format, so I might just pick a certain day or a couple days a week to do this. Uh, so that is yet to be established, but you will be hearing more from Caldwell Madison Review if you choose to. Uh, please tune in for episode 66. Stay tuned for that on blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. And I hope everybody has a good rest of the week. And I hope to catch you next time.